Okay, today on the show, I want to talk about a great new book. Kind of new. It came out in December. But uh, it's a new book called The White Pill. It's by a brilliant man named Michael Malice, and it's a history of the rise and fall of the Soviet Union. We have talked about The White Pill, um, the concept, not the book, on the podcast before. It's a little bit of uh, inside baseball when it comes to libertarianism. If you don't know, in the Matrix, you have the red pill and the blue pill. The red pill shows you reality for what it is, and the blue pill allows you to keep living in the simulation, believing the lie that reality is as it's presented to you. So the red pill is appropriated by many groups and schools of thought, such as uh, various conspiracy theories, but very popularly by libertarians. And we use the term to describe someone who has come to understand the true nature of government. And if you have an hour of, of free time to read an essay of about 50 or 60 pages, I recommend Murray Rothbard's Anatomy of the State. By the end of that essay, you will be red-pilled. Added on to those uh, two pills is the black pill and the white pill. So the, the analogy kind of goes past what the matrix gives us. So we're uh, red-pilled, but uh, you, you see reality for what it is. And uh, now we can either be pessimistic or optimistic about it. And the black pill way of thought would be the game is rigged, they're too powerful, and ultimately there's nothing you can do to beat them. You can cut a tax here or there, free a prisoner or a slave here or there, but ultimately mankind is less and less free with every generation. The white pill, on the other hand, is optimistic in nature. It, it looks to the many ways that man is freer and freer with each passing generation. Um, it looks at the bold-faced, obvious, ostensible evil of government and says they, they aren't even trying, you know? Every regime eventually extends itself too far, eventually lets the mask slip from its face, and, and eventually falls. Look at Joe Biden. He is an invalid whose own cabinet blatantly contradicts the things that he says. And this is a cause of optimism because this cannot last. Like, they cannot keep up this charade forever. The internet is a big white pill. Um, we have freedoms that were not conceivable in the 1980s. Prior to the 90s, there were freedoms that you just couldn't even conceive of because the internet didn't exist yet. And now we have all those things, and they and it just keeps getting better in a lot of ways. And there's problems with the internet. We all know that. But, like, you can buy things and, and have them shipped to your house the same day. You know, that's that's a freedom that we just didn't have before. You know, so there's there's always kind of two sides to the coin with most things you look at. But with a lot of government stuff, as bad as it looks, the fact that it looks bad is a white pill because oftentimes people don't put up with things that are so ostensibly evil. And so that's the purpose of calling a book about the Soviet Union the White Pill. The Soviet Union was, at one time, one of the largest empires to ever exist on the planet, with one of the largest and most powerful militaries ever to exist. And un until one day, when they basically voted themselves out of existence. Now the details of that are a, a little much for me to recount here. And I would never want to ruin the book because I genuinely want you to go read it. But uh, I'll try to give you an overview of, of what happened. 
After the Russian Revolution, there were several factions in the Russian government, and uh, the very worst one rose to power, the Bolsheviks, headed by Vladimir Lenin. And they eventually became a transcontinental nation that included Eurasia and large portions of Europe, and uh, their reign was long and bloody. They were called the Soviet Union. There were famines that spanned decades because, you know, communists aren't good at producing anything, and millions of people died not only of starvation, but of disobedience to the government. At one point, uh, people would be piled in in these three-foot-wide holes, up to 18 people at a time, and the ones at the bottom would be crushed and pissed on. And that made me very claustrophobic when I first read it. Mothers would beat their infants because the constant cries of hunger would drive them to madness and be more than they could take. It's a legacy of brutality and human suffering for which I struggle to find a parallel in history. Not that I'm an expert. So since this is not an exhaustive um, history, such as the white pill is, I mean, the white pill literally starts in the 1910s and goes all the way to 1991. So, you know, it's pretty... Um, thorough. But I'm, I'm going to jump to the 1980s when uh, Reagan and Gorbachev are negotiating during the Cold War. Now, far be it from me to compliment these guys. Don't misunderstand me. Reagan and Gorbachev were both war criminals. But I was astounded by the way these two men negotiated with one another. They were, they were working out a 10-year deal where the U.S., works to find defensive measures against nuclear weapons, some way to like shoot them out of the sky or stop them from touching down and exploding, that kind of thing. Now, that sounds like fiction now, but the idea was that they would work to find a way to do this. It wasn't that we know how, it's that we're going to find, we're going to commit to finding a way. Then the Soviet Union and U.S. would both gradually decrease their numbers of, of nuclear weapons, and by the end of the 10 years... The U.S. was supposed to have a way to defend against nuclear weapons, and they would share that with the Soviet Union once all of the nuclear weapons were destroyed and gone. And that way, the two countries, at the time with the most nuclear weapons, would both have a way to defend against them and then get rid of them entirely. Given the current state of affairs with Biden and Putin, it it blows me away that there were were ever men who were good enough and forward-thinking enough to see the need for peace and the abolition of nuclear weapons. And again, they were both war criminals, but when it comes to Russia-U.S. relations, they were just much better than the, the men that we have handling that now. It's crazy to think there was ever a time when we were talking about getting rid of those weapons, you know? If somehow you don't know the story of the Soviet Union, then this is a massive spoiler, and you might want to read the book to hear this next part. But here goes. On Christmas morning, 1991, the Soviet Union voted to dissolve. And that's it. One of the largest empires to ever exist in world history, and they just dissolved one day. I wasn't born yet, so I have no memory of a time when the Soviet Union existed, but I learned from the book that nobody ever expected this. Everyone expected the Soviet Union to exist forever, 
or at least as long as the U.S. empire existed. And it was a Christmas miracle when it fell. So that's the white pill, the concept, not the book. It's the most brutal regime in world history. And just fell one day, basically because they ran out of money. Do not look at any evil empire as something that will always be there. They are easily defeated. In fact, read Scott Horton's book, Fool's Errand, which is a history of U.S. relations with Afghanistan. And in that book, you're going to see that America basically backed Afghanistan in a war against the Soviet Union to bankrupt them. And it worked. And that's basically why the Soviet Union fell. And Osama bin Laden basically decided to use that same tactic against the U.S. And it also worked. We, we basically bankrupted ourselves with a war in Afghanistan, just like the Soviet Union did. Bin Laden got exactly what he wanted. Empires are expensive. Evil doesn't work. Communism doesn't work. Read The White Pill. It's an excellent book. And I'll talk to you guys next week.